Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. Hello, Toast. Uh, today is December 27th. Merry post-Christmas and soon-to-be New Year's. Same to you, bud. As we stand, I think the biggest news that I think the viewers need to know is I am in the fantasy championship. Congratulations. And, and I, Dan's not in it. And that's the biggest news. I feel like this say if I once again, if I could pull off a win, it might be the most perfect season in my eyes. Because Dan lost after his hot start. I ho- well, I made the championship, so that's that's a mini W in itself. Uh. Humble. And you have to get your legs waxed, so I get like all the enjoyment across all levels. Yeah, well, you know, listen, like I'm a very busy man. You know, I'm gonna move to Turks and Caicos. You know, it's you know, it's, you have two weeks. I got two years. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice. But on the downside, Jamar Chase probably won't play, and Hawk tore his ACL. So that's cool. Yeah. And it was like I got real nervous when I was playing because it was before like Brees Hall went off, and Hawk had like ten and a half then tore his ACL, and I, once again I was mainly nervous because like he's like a staple minimum twenty points like he's just he he had a good, what like only like five touchdowns this year or whatever but Hawk? yeah mm-hmm. but he also had like every game he'll have like ten receptions for eighty ninety yards yeah yeah so like his floor is like fifteen points and especially at tight end. I'll take it. People are like, oh, well, Laporte was tight end one. Like, I don't care. With a fourth-round pick, I got, like, a staple 20 points at the tight end slot. I'm happy. Yeah. Who I stole him over Nan, who got Waller. And now mm. that I have to start Waller this week. Mm. And how it all comes full circle. Mm. And I think he probably is. Would you agree that Waller is probably the best option? Uh, I think on the waivers, all there is is, like, Tyler Conklin and Gerald Everett. I think that is probably your best option, yeah. Because I will say, Tyrod did was targeting him more and more. Tyrod likes him more than any of the backup quarterbacks. This is love their tight ends. Love checkdowns. Love the tight ends. They just love the safeguard. Mm. The only one I would consider was Ty Conklin. Conklin's weird though because he has like like two or three random twenty point games for the year. Yeah, and with Simeon playing now and Zach still hurt, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Zach threw it the most to mm-hmm. Conklin. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'd consider more for Zach. Yeah. But as long as he throws his check down passes to Brees, I'll be happy because he had like 10 receptions. Yeah. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I'm really nervous about playing him against Cleveland. But like I said, if he could just get five or six receptions, there's no way he finishes under like 15 points. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. It'll be tough. Because then but... my other option is Jerome Ford, who had a touchdown this week and still finished with like eight points. Mm, he's really cooled. He has cooled. Um, who at one point I was, I considered taking, I actually, no, I did keep him over Pacheco. Who, once again, I loved Pacheco. I was just, I had him at one point. I was just really high on Jerome Ford in Cleveland's office with Flacco. Cause I thought they were going to really ground and pound, but yeah. turns out Joe Flacco is nope. this aerial maestro. Nope. All of a sudden he's reverting the clock back to 2011. My thought process was like, hey, Jerome Ford, because this was off the stretch. Jerome Ford was dropping like 20 a week. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Watson's down. They're going to run the officer, Jerome Ford. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. But in the end of the day, um, we have lost Hawk. We may have hopefully not lost Jamar. We lost Tank Dell, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Akers, 
Did you take Aaron Rodgers? Or you're saying yeah, in I did. No, I lost him. Oh, I, 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 drafted I, I, him. I forgot you drafted him. And there's somebody else I lost for the year. Besides the point. Rashi Rice is my Lord and Savior now. Yep. And even though he does have drops and he does fumble the ball, he's the best Mah- option you can't see right Mah- now. That's all you need. Mahomes throws it to him eight to ten times a game. There you go. He is the highest target option over Travis Kelsey. Yep. And who I did say at the beginning of the year, I would not draft him in the first round. I don't know if you remember that. Was... You know, I don't think you had to tell me that. Yeah, no, I, I'm not but... saying you disagree, but, like, it was like another year of, like, you have to take him at yeah. the tight end. I was like, do I? It just feels like tight ends are kind of good now. Yeah. But also, like, I, oh, I've, no. I, I was, I've been high Ray. on Hawk, and that's who he, – yeah. like, he was, like, the big star on my draft board. Yeah, tight ends are – or weird. Like Laporta, who's either 30 or 4. That's very true. That's very, very true. Uh, have you spoken to your brother? How does he feel about his playoff run that was short-lived? Honestly, I, uh, I, it's been a while since I've talked to him about the league, so I've actually forgot. He had a close fall. I think – I forget what happened with him, but he fell because I think Laporta had one of his, like, down weeks. Yeah, who – Thank God, though. Um, but I'm mainly like I'd say out of this matchup, I'm afraid to face Puka. That he, his pickup of Puka and Stafford is like one of those weird ones. Well, I, yeah, especially now that like Stafford is now good again. Well, he's been good, but now he yeah, like he's like well, he's back and like healthy. He he doesn't look his like shoulders he's lost looking. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know. Hopefully, my boy Deontay Banks is going to be shadowing him, and that won't be as much of a problem. Yeah, who, knows? who I think this year is like what an unarguable top three rookie corner. I mean, who else is there? Joey Porter, Witherspoon. Okay, okay, and that's my All big right. three. All right. There's another one that I'm missing. I mean, Gonzalez would have been in there. Yeah, Gonzalez. He would have been, been number one, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he would have been like a defensive player, of the rookie player of the year. He's Start a beast. Right and we said when he got drafted, yes. we're like, why very, did he fall? Very Belichickian uh, pick. So He's a dog. But I'm a big fan of Porter, even though he's like he gets, I think, the most penalties out of any rookie cornerback. I mean, just, that the, makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it makes he's, like sense. Really, he's really physical. But also, I feel like he is – I don't know how to explain it, but he looks unafraid when he plays. I'm not saying the other ones do, but like I watch him like line up across like DeAndre Hopkins and top wide receivers and really go step for step with some top names. I mean, you see his dad. I mean, he, you know, he also he's playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that are, you know, I I have my thoughts on them. Speaking thoughts. of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, oh, we're getting them. You know, let's just I know what you want to talk about. Let's have you open about it about you know that. Jalen Warren wide receiver room kind of dilemma, and then then pick is proceeding to go for two hundred yards. Um, and then what's the next step? Let's say. Well, like, I, who do they play again? Do they play who do they play this week? Who day? Who's who day again? Cincinnati. Oh right, they did. I for oh yeah they did yeah yeah, yeah I forgot I totally forgot who day who day yeah with a performance done by the college cuber at that game was he yes very nice very nice. Um, there, I, I, I've been, I've said, a, I have so many opinions on the coaching and the organization and stuff like that, especially the wide receiver room. 
It feels like it's in their DNA to just be unhappy about anything. Mm, kind of like the Patriots? Correct, but, like, no, but, like, the, the Patriots, like, they're just not, like, those, that wide receiver room is not good. This wide receiver room, on paper, is not bad, but, like, everyone just, like, they just feel, like, so entitled to the ball. Mm. Like, George Pickens and, obviously, Deontay Johnson. <laughs> so, and it just feels that. And, obviously, we saw what happened with A.B. and Juju and... And I, I don't know what you're trying to look at me. You're eating. No, I just didn't want to crinkle the bag too loudly while I take out these espresso beans. All right, great, awesome. Sponsor us. Um, Cacao therapy, dark espresso chocolate exactly. beans. And may I say, mm. your sweatshirt is very nice. Thank you, thank you. What did I? I think I wore this. I think I wore this in packs like, like packs on. Or or oh, did we? Or is that a Christmas sweater? No, no. I had this this a little over a year ago. A little over a year ago. That's a sidetrack you from Pittsburgh. But how was your Christmas, Evan? You know, it was good. It was good. The Dolphins didn't ruin my Christmas slash birthday, so that mm. was great. Oh, for the viewers, Evan's birthday was Christmas Eve. So douse me and all your money. Please. <laughs> Did Please. you get everything you hoped and wished? Yeah. I didn't ask for a whole lot. I'm not going to lie. I didn't ask for a whole lot. I, I wanted I, – I needed a uh, – I got new underwear. I was hyped. Really? Oh, that, the, the best is putting on, like, a fresh pair of undies, and it's, like, unworn. <laughs> nice. and it's, like, it feels soft on your skin. Yeah. and On my skin. Um, I needed a uh, a phone holder for like inside a car inside my car, mm, like the vent ones. Yes, because I used to have the one that's stuck inside the uh, CD oh, player. That's the way it always falls and it doesn't. Yeah, sit right. it, not great. So, got that. Uh, got a uh, two record player, two vinyls from my dad. Oh, and, you posted those? I saw those. Well, actually, those are I ordered myself. Oh, separate? Those it's completely separate. Completely separate. And my. And my Theo uh, got me one, so it was awesome. It was really mm. cool. And you playing any of them tonight? Uh, potentially one of them. Potentially one of them. For the viewers who are metalheads, Evan, tell us about what records you plan on playing tonight. Uh, well, I got, not metal, uh, not a metal record, but uh, I have a uh, Stinks the reason. I I'm not a perfect person. Oh no, okay. Yeah, people like to make fun of them. What genre does that fall on? That's like alternative rock. Okay. It's like it was their 20th anniversary of the of the the record, so I was like, I'm gonna get it because it's a solid record. It's got some good songs. Okay. One of, their mu- one, one of their music videos, uh, for um, same direction. It has, uh, Joel Madden from Good Charlotte, Chester Bennington. Oh, okay. I mean, I know him. Yeah, I, I know him too, very much. And the one and only Kanye West. What? Exactly. They are all. On, the, on a song or an album? Music video. They're on the mu- music video. Oh, okay. I was confused. I was like, what? No. Yeah. They're in the music video. So it's So fun. what do they have to do in the music video? They are just there as, it's 2003, and they're really popular. Oh, so it's like slit glasses Kanye with the backpack and the polo. Yeah. I don't think he's wearing the, the glasses, but it's like- I'm saying that era oh, of Yes. Kanye. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. You know, Good Charlotte <laughs> were huge. Lincoln Park had released Meteor, all that stuff. And then I brought Periphery, who are like a gent metalcore band from Washington, D.C. Mm. And they're really, really good. They're one of my favorites. Spencer Satella, one of my favorite vocalists. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, back to Pittsburgh. Yes. Back to Pittsburgh. Uh, highly recommend Periphery. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. People are probably new here, and they're like, what the fuck is this podcast? We like to get sidetracked a lot. 
Yes. Um. So yeah, that wide receiver room is just so weird. And then you have the the, the running back room is probably just as weird, not even weirder, because you have Jalen Warren who's playing some good ball. He's their best running back in that running back room. And then, but you also have Najee Harris who is really stagnated in in his growth and his development. He's just he's just there. I will say he looks better without Canada. Does look great. I mean, everyone looks better than Canada. Canada but he has is... like actually been scoring touchdowns and. His yards per carry is like at least at league average. Yeah, I think that's an indictment of just how terrible Matt Canada was. My biggest problem in that offense is like they were trying to like it looks like they were trying to make him Le'Veon Bell. Like you had him dancing behind the line of scrimmage for two three seconds as a bruiser power back. Honestly, that offense has looked the exact same for maybe a decade. Just now there are Big Ben's not running the offense. All right, it's Kenny Pickett mm. and Mitch Trubisky, and now Mason Rudolph. AB, he's gone. Now it's George Pickens, Deontay wow. Johnson, and Keith Miller's not there as, at tight end. It's now Pat Fryermuth, who I think is slept on. I like Fryermuth. I like Fryermuth too. You don't throw it's it been to frustrating. Him. I know, I know. That's what, I, I picked him in fantasy and expected him to break out. Not, not really. Not really. We also did get severely hurt. That's true. That's also true. Um, but like even then, like he's st- like this first couple of weeks, not like, like only a couple targets, yeah, exactly. But and to bring and like bring back full circle with like with Pittsburgh, it's so like I have my thoughts on Mike Tomlin. I think he's an overrated coach. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. He's a good coach. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Made a Super Bowl twice. I get it. I know he's he's consistent. All that stuff. But it feels like no one outside of Pittsburgh. Like talks bad about him, like in the sense of coaching, not as a person, but as a coach. Everyone thinks he's the greatest coach of all time. He's untouchable, all that stuff. But when you talk to Pittsburgh Steelers fans, they're frustrated with with Tomlin. Like they are, they they don't like they're frustrated with Tomlin and his and the coaching and his and the the whole Steeler way and the my tradition and doing things that worked with you know when they had Chuck Knoll and even with the uh, Bill Cower, like it, it doesn't work anymore, and mm. they're they're not they're not gonna fire Tomlin. Apparently, they're gonna look at extending him. I get it; he's consistent. The like Tomlin, personally, look nothing has nothing bad uh, as a person. Seems like a good guy. Seems like a very good guy. But I feel like he's way too much of a player's coach. And I'm God, and I God, like I mean, people. Like, I feel like they're kind of excusing him for Canada being a bad coach. And like, yeah, look, Canada's a bad coach. Bad coach. But you know who brought him in? Matt Canada. That's why he said he didn't want to fire him. I think he sounded like a podcast or it might have been an interview on the radio, something. The reason why they took so long to fire Canada is that he didn't want to use him as a scapegoat of why they've been losing, which I highly respected. Look, I I absolutely respect that. I absolutely respect that. I get it. He's a he's a big players coach, relationships, stuff like that, but sometimes it is you gotta you gotta pull the trigger. You just gotta pull the trigger. And hell, how about this? Find someone more competent. He's the head coach. He needs mm-hmm. to find that guy. You know, he brought him in. Yeah, like, maybe it's it not a uh, situation of the I mean, coach is the problem, but maybe it's like you're saying, like a change of scenery per se. I I think I think it's good for Pittsburgh in general. They need, like, listen. I get it. They're consistent. I know the Steelers are a very, are they, they're the, I mean. 
what five six Super Bowls, like just yeah, great dynasties. And like, I think maybe they would have done it sooner if they didn't like really pride themselves on having coaches for so long. I think that's, that's the, the other thing. That's the thing. And they don't fire coaches. They don't fire coaches. They just they lay move on. They move on or let them go. And like, you like know Tom who, was gonna go when either his contract is up and he's like, ah, I'm, I'm okay. Because look at Bill Cower. Bill Cowher mm-hmm. left after 06, so 506, and was like, and he never coached again. Yeah. He's on TV now. You know, I could see filling in in Pittsburgh if, let's say, they moved on. Hmm. Mike Vrabel. I, I, I feel I, like he fits the the Pittsburgh way. Sure, sure. I'm not, I'm personally not great, uh, crazy Vrabel, Vrabel guy personally. I could see. Well, first off, I think Tennessee is going to mutually part ways with him this offseason. Same. And he is going to get hired instantly somewhere. Oh, no, yeah, he'll definitely get a job. I think he's a decent coach, but I'm not super It's kind of like when, uh, what's his name, when Coach of the Year and got fired in Toronto in basketball? Oh, uh, Nick Nurse. No, not Nick oh, Nurse. Oh, no, uh, Dwayne Casey. Dwayne Casey, Dwayne Casey, thank you. He won Coach of the Year and then got fired because he kept losing to Brown. It's yeah. a similar concept where like the team just needs to go in a different direction and somebody else would be like, yeah, I want that guy still. Well, that was the year before Kawhi came. And yeah. obviously Nick Nurse, and they won the chip. So... Listen, like, Pittsburgh, like, I mean, who doesn't want to play in Pittsburgh? Who wants? Who doesn't want to play with the Steelers? They have a reputation. George Pickens, obviously. I mean, I guess so. I mean, if you're an offensive player for Pittsburgh, you hate you hate your life. Mm. Like, you just, you, just, you just hate everything. Like, like the Patriots. I mean, the, another I mean the Patriots are like, uh, fucking. I, How I, devastated I, would you be if they picked... Another franchise quarterback in this draft, which is looking highly likely. Who, uh, Patriots? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, look, I won't be surprised, but like, I won't be that scared because are like, do you, do you trust his staff? Do you trust Belichick and Bill yeah. Ryan to develop him? You, I mean, that's like, why. That's the thing. That's why Caleb Williams might be the best option because he's probably the he most. Is- He's most NFL ready, NFL ready quarterback out of the group. Yeah. Like you can pretty much plug and play him anywhere in the league. Yes, but I think the highest ceiling and the guy who I've been getting really hot on lately is Drake May. I don't know. I don't know how the media feels about him, but I just like he's like the tools guy in this draft for me. Um, Where like uh, it still is going to take the proper yeah. situation, but he can make some special throws, and he's you know he got the big frame. As you know, I love my big frame quarterbacks. Mm, great. He's got the arm. He's got the IQ. But he's a little risky sometimes. I mean, gets... doesn't that scream Zach Wilson? Does, no, Zach, does, like, no, no, does, no, no, no. Zach Wilson was short. You're right. You're right. If he was two inches taller, he'd be Josh gender... Allen. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, case is not closed on Zach Wilson yet. Mm, you're right. I should have known. I'm I'm like on and off with Drake May. Like I'm just you know where well where do you think Zach Wilson would land? Because he's obviously they're gonna get get rid of him at the end of this offseason. I think Atlanta. I could see Atlanta, but like oh man, like he's like a slightly. Do you want to go? Do you want to go play with Arthur Smith? He's like a slightly better Desmond Ritter, and that says a lot about Desmond Ritter. (laughs) He's so bad. I never understood why he was drafted that high. Like at least like Oh Zach... my god, he is so fucking bad. <laughs> He's terrible. He's bro. so bad. Like, at least I Zach never Wilson understood why he was... flashes of arm. The talent. reason why he got drafted so high is because that's his side defense, the sauce garner, all of them balled out. Yeah. And he sucks. Exactly. And it doesn't help that Arthur Smith your coach, so he... developments like 
See you later. Bye bye. But I wanted to jump back to Najee real quick. Mm. No would be a great fit for him. You know what's, great? You know what's crazy? Like if you go back to our 2021 sort of mock drafts and previous stuff like that, I wanted the Dolphins to pick Najee in the sense of I want to just add the fun guy. <laughs> It'll be a fun pick. Good thing they didn't. I would say that. But I please. mean, you guys turned out all right. I would say yes. Um, you know what would be a great place for him to land and what I think would rejuvenate his career? Najee. It's kind of, yes, and it kind of goes off what I was saying the other day, if you remember. Hmm. Who? Dallas. Uh, yeah, that, that could potentially be an option. A proper line. Um, Tony Pollard needs a 1A. He he can't. You know he has the most red zone touches at the running, or it's the second most. One, first or second most red zone touches out of running backs. And he converts touchdowns How what percent of the time? Something ridiculous, like never. Six. So 6%. In the red zone, when he touches a football, he turns that into a touchdown 6% of the time. I mean, you, you saw it against Miami. He could have taken the corner, but was, and then he was like, I guess I'll meet Deshaun Elliott at the goal line. Thank, thank God you were eliminated from the playoffs because – but it was like so reassuring. I was just like, this guy's like, people like make fun of like the uh, DeAndre Swift. Like they, they make the memes. DeAndre like, Swift has found a home in Philly. Yes, and but people, people make fun of DeAndre Swift. Like there's like a, I saw one. It was like DeAndre Swift from like the one yard to like from like uh, one yard to like 99 yards. It's just a picture of LT. Yeah, and then stuff like that. Tony Pollard is allergic to the end zone. I was the amount of times I <laughs> I see him. He's at the one yard line, and he proceeds to not extend his arm with the ball. That I'm goal like, line are you kidding me? Against Miami, I was like, bro, just fall, just fall in the end zone. Listen, he was like pirouetting yeah. on the goal line. I was listen, like, what is he doing? Listen, even though I was in the playoffs, I could care less because that was a huge play. Because what happened in the next play? The fump, the fullback fumbled the ball. Do I care? Hell no! Thank goodness, nothing mattered in fantasy, but it was just like so reassuring. For all the narratives, the the entire trend of Tony Pollard, yeah, that that happened, and that that had to be the worst one. At least you guys beat the can't beat a five over five hundred team allegations. We did you it. Beat one. We did it. Give us the Lombardi, everyone. Give me the Lombardi. Too bad in playoffs, they're all gonna be over five hundred. Yeah, literally. Hey, well, at least well, hopefully we'll get at least one home game. So we'll, we'll uh, listen. We, I genuinely think if you guys lost that game, Buffalo is going to take the division. Oh, they were going to hawk you. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, they're, they're still breathing. They oh, they, hey, they barely beat the uh, Eastern Stick uh, led uh, Chargers. Ooh. They won. Yeah, I know they barely beat them. They won. I know. You know, you know what's crazy? Like how. You say that, and it's okay. I, yeah, but when Miami does, but when yeah, Miami, it's like these guys are fucking frauds. I can move the goalposts to what I want it. Oh, really, Mr. Coward, huh? Like Colin, or are you calling me like a coward? Well, Colin. But I'm going to call you a coward, too. Yeah. yeah like, you're like the dog. Yeah. Courage. I love that show. That show is so good. It's if a you, masterpiece. If you need a good cry, go watch Courage. Good cry? Like, if you need a good cry. You cry watching Courage the Cowardly Dog? Have you seen the series finale? Yeah, yeah okay, but I'm not talking. I'm talking the entirety of the show. Not, not. <laughs> See, episode one. This <laughs> is fucking insane. But no, yeah, Curtis is 
fucking amazing. I'm happy that they play it now on like Cartoon Network. They play that all the time now. It's awesome. Uh, the big question though, Evan, for the Dolphins is: Do you think you actually have a chance to beat Baltimore? I, I think we do have a shot. We we do have a shot. Um, it's gonna be you gotta play a perfect game. Uh, the, Especially on the defensive side of the, the ball. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Honestly, like I'm not. I'm worried, but not worried on the defensive side. I'm worried that like Fangio's gonna be stubborn and like not put like a, a QB spy on Lamar. But also the defense yeah, yeah, yeah. has. <laughs> but the defense has also really stepped up since Bradley Chubb looking better week by week. I mean, he's had a besides the the Tennessee gaff. He's he's played. He's the first uh, double digit sack guy for Miami since Cam Wake in like 2017. That's Olivier just, Vernon didn't have one before. Well, he well he was before oh, the, he was he was before Wake. Okay, I forgot. Well, well, well they came, well well uh, Vernon they overlap. Well, well he left. Well, yeah, they overlap, but he left before 2017. He, he signed with the Giants like 2015, 2016. Mm. So I don't even know if Olivier Vernon had double digits. He might have like nine or whatever. But whatever, who cares? The Giants gave him a bag in free agency. They very much gave him a bag. And he balled out mm, for one year. He had a decent second year. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. The, the only guy that really fell off the second year was Janoris Jenkins. Mm, that's true. That's true. But and Jane, and James Bradbury. He wasn't on that team. I'm just talking in general. Oh, falling off. I thought we were talking about that 20. I don't think I've ever felt that much joy in my life 2016 because yeah. it all overlapped too. Because like the Giants were elite. And I know this sounds goofy, but that was like prime Madden. I don't know if you remember Madden 16 and Madden Mobile 16. It was the oh, peak right. of, yeah, Madden, yeah. of best Madden game ever, peak Madden sports. Yeah. And then like all top Giants cards were coming out in the game yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the Giants were balling and all the golden tickets were like uh, Cromartie and Janoris Jenkins. Right. Yeah. And uh, who's at the tackle? Snacks. Was it Snacks Harrison, whatever his name is? No, no. I think that was a couple of years ago. Besides the point, though. And it was just, oh, it was flowing. Odell was so good. And Eli was, like, rejuvenating. But then it all it all, it all, it all came tumbling down with one yeah. photo. Yep. That's true. That's true. But uh, back to Miami. <laughs> back. See? Once again, sidetrack. Good, no, it's a good transition. Miami to Miami. Yeah, exactly. You don't get what I was saying. Uh, well. The photo. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Um, but listen, the one thing I was encouraged by, by the offense, on Sunday, was that there were no turnovers. Besides the fourth down fail conversion for some reason that they went for, they didn't throw the ball. There was no dumb fumble yeah. or dumb interception that yeah, two or three. A lot of times it has like at least one time per game has some weird hiccup. Yeah, he'll just like or he'll yeah. look good all game and then he'll be like, what if I just threw it right at yeah. this DB? Yeah. Like even against the Giants, like he looked silk, like silk the entire game. I'll yeah. give it to him. And then just threw like a ninety-yard pick six yeah. at the goal line, like yeah, yeah. Or coming down the thing, ball slipping out of your hand on a wide open receiver, a fumble, and the crucial decisions. Yeah, like, yeah. He, I don't know. There's always that one moment. It always happens to be in a pivotal moment. He, he can never do yeah. it like yeah. opening drive. Well, hey, listen, in a in a pivotal moment with the game on the line, he did it. He did it. He was. It was simple. And well, I was happy they gave the ball out of his hands to the running back. They ran the ball, you know, big third and three, third and yeah, big third and three. They gave the ball to Jeff Wilson, got four, got five yards, and that iced the game. Jason Sanders, just absolute, but the, the fact it's it's unbelievable. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. Um, but listen, I also will say this about the offense. Uh, 
it feels like there's a lot of love for McDaniel and how he called that offensive performance. I thought he called a pretty below average game besides un- until that final drive where he put together a masterclass. Um, but listen, offensively, I mean, you, you hope Waddle's uh, fully fit. Hopefully you get Rob Hunt back. Who knows? Probably not. Um, Raheem Moser got banged up a little bit. Hopefully he, I would think he's probably good to go. HN was not really doing anything. They they didn't really give him the ball a whole lot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, where was he? I feel like he randomly disappears. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think also, I think they might be scared with the with his uh, sort of durability. Mm. You know, make sure he stays 100. percent Exactly. Exactly. I, I I think that's his ceiling. HN one B. I think, in my opinion, he's he's a he's a very good one B guy. Really? Yeah. I think so. Like what, I said, I think the dur- that, especially I, with how electric the, dur- is. the durability, mm. like Raheem, you like, know. So he, luckily, yeah. he's been able to stay healthy, Raheem Mostert, all so this year. So he's a Tony Pollard. I mean, I mean, if he's as good or maybe slightly better, I, I would take that. So, but I'm saying, like, let's say if durability wasn't concerned, do you think he can be a workhorse back? Yes, hundred percent. I could definitely see it. Yeah, I mean, he's explosive. That he's got a. Very good lower center of gravity. So he's got a quick first step. Yeah, like he's he's able to break off tackles. Like yeah, he glides when he runs. Like he's just majestic. Um, but yeah, the, just durability. That's yeah. the thing. Those running backs are tough. He's one injury away from just being like, eh. yeah, like yeah, it's unfortunate. But um, I mean, credit Jeff Wilson. He put up some big runs and some finally pivotal it, moments. It's just yeah. so weird because he was like RB one last year. He was RB one, yeah. Same. It was him and Raheem. And Raheem was one B. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. They yeah, they were kind of back and forth. Um. But uh, yeah. Jeff just kind of got lost in the shuffle. He got hurt, and then Mostert made the most of his situation. Most of it, and then HN broke out, and then Savan Ahmed was over, above him. Um, Ahmed gets his like three touches a game. Yeah, Savan. He's uh, he's okay pass catcher. He's very eh. He's a, he's a very eh player. He's so he, but he's familiar with you know he was he's very familiar with San Francisco. He was an he undrafted free agent in twenty twenty. He pick, got picked up by San Fran, so he's familiar with how the system. Exactly. All right. Well, do you want to take us away on a final spiel in our last episode of twenty twenty three? Yeah, uh, I'd say I, I think it's uh, probably the best year that we had. I say by far. Yeah, like it, you know we had a you know. A few TikToks, a few Instagrams that you know did well. Obviously, the one blew up in on IG, which is awesome to see. The one recently did real well with the Daniel Jones. Yeah, that one did re- relatively well, and then a I TikTok specifically. Yeah, yeah, that one did really well too. And then and I, I made one for Brock Purdy, just kind of throwing one, and that <laughs> one just did like shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's like, should I wait it like after the game? Cause I did it like during the game. But I was like, people would be on their phones just seeing me. But it just didn't work out. I was it, like, whatever. It's just one of those. Sometimes the algorithm just doesn't rock with you. Man. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, damn, that's. A, I thought it was a good one. I thought it was a good one. Because I, I went to check in the morning and I didn't see any yeah. notifications. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, damn. I was like, god damn it. But whatever. It is what it is. I love waking it up to check it and it says 9 plus yes, on TikTok. Exactly. Like, <gasps> so, it's so good. So good. Um, but, hey, it was a, yeah amazing year of 2023. I know the tail end, you know, recently we've been on and off with episodes, but, you know, as we navigate our young lives. Exactly. Look, we're very busy, young adults. So, young men. Exactly. But here's a 2024. Hoping it's a good one. 
we continue what we got going. More reels, more episodes, more content, more yada yada, yada all that stuff. Uh, Dave George, Costanza. Oh, uh, you should see. You see all the commercials today on TV now where you, they're doing the yada yada yada. Actually, no, I, that, I didn't. That wasn't even a reference. I just did that. That's from side. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, but, hey, here's the 2024.